So it is uh, the beginning, the beginning of uh, another year for us, and it's actually a very significant year for us in Castlereagh Fellowship because we are moving into our thirtieth year. And uh, you may not know some of you. Some of you have been around from from the beginning, but many have not. And uh, I think for the first year and a half. We didn't actually have a name or anything. Castlereagh Fellowship did not come into existence uh, where a group of people said, let's start a new church. That was not the beginnings of this work. And it's just amazing how God has tracked with us uh, to what we are today. So we are, by mid-October next year, or sorry, not next year, this year, the fellowship will be 30 years old. Um, so what we're going to be doing this morning is, well, we're going to be sort of taking stock of, of where we're at, but particularly looking to the Lord as we move forward, because we want to be in tune with the Lord. And it's uh, very significant the verse that I am going to suggest to you that I want us to... Oh, here. Michelle, I maybe need you to... Uh, let me see. There we are. Is that us? Yeah, I don't know if the clicker's linked. So this is the verse that I thought would be tremendous to write over 2023. And it has been interesting... Um, in what's been shared already this morning. Paul says, you know, if we live by the Spirit, and that's what we've been talking about, that's what Patrick was sharing, you know, thank you. We, uh, you know, we didn't need a, a patched up life, a clean up. We needed a, a different order of existence altogether. We needed to be born of the Spirit. That's what Hillary read from Paul's letter to Titus that you're saved by the washing of regeneration and renewal by the Holy Spirit. So this is the logic of Christian living, folks. If we live by the Spirit, and that is the if of argument, not the if of doubt, it's since we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. That's the logic, that's the dynamic of Christian living. The Holy Spirit who has brought salvation into us through whose personal indwelling we are then empowered to live this new life will keep in step with the Spirit. Walk in tandem with the Spirit. And there's so much wrapped up in that. It's the whole, the whole idea of submission to God submission to the Spirit, dependence on the Spirit, and very importantly, sensitivity to the Spirit. Keep in step with the Spirit. So we want 2023 to be a year in which Castlereagh Fellowship keeps in step with the Spirit. We want it to be a year of growth and when we, when we say something like that, when we, when we refer to church growth, it sets off certain things in our thinking. There are two 
fundamental aspects to church growth, two facets of growth. The one that we tend to think of immediately and most often is expansion. We, we immediately think of that in terms of numbers. And of course, let it be said, yes, we want to see more people being added into the church of Jesus Christ and its local expression here in Castlereagh Fellowship. Of course we want to see that. <clears throat> You'll never hear a target from me or the, the rest of the leadership. I cannot get my head around the logic of setting numerical targets. We want to see 10 people saved this year. I know there are many fine Christians who do that, missionary organizations who do that. I cannot get my head around something that is a work of God. How would I know that God proposes to save 10 people in our circles this year? What do you do if he saves 11? What do you do if he saves nine? I just can't. And I never hear their explanations for it either. So, that, that just get that off my chest about that whole targets thing. Yes, we want 2023 to be a year of church growth. And if that expresses itself in terms of numbers, wonderful. But the other side of church growth that we maybe don't tend to think about first is that of maturity. A community of God's people growing stronger, wiser, more loving. Because that's church growth. And I have been reflecting on this aspect of church growth recently. And what, uh, and what I want to share with you, just, just briefly, is I want to share with you what I think the true metrics or measurements or gauges of church growth in that sense really, really are. How it will express itself. So here we go. The first is... In a, and you can talk about this at an individual level, but I'm focusing this morning on us as a community, as a church family, as a local church. If we're going to grow, there will be among us a growing appreciation of Jesus Christ. He will become sweeter to us. We will savor him more. And that, of course will have an impact upon our worship. Our worship will become more substantial as we appreciate Jesus Christ and all that he means to us. Secondly, there will be a growing transformation into the image of Christ. Ruth was praying there about, you know, when we see him, we'll be perfect in that way because we'll be like him but of course the Christian life is a journey into Christ likeness into increasing Christ likeness that's church growth when more of Jesus Christ is seen in the character of the members of that community a third thing 
we will see if we grow and mature is a growing commitment to the body of Christ. I love these verses, been reflecting on them again recently. What do you say to a church that is marked out by mutual love? You know, that where the believers really are loving each other as Jesus commanded us to do. What do you say to them? Well, this is what Paul said to them in 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 9. Now about your love for one another, we do not need to write to you. For you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all God's family through, throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more. That's what you say to a group of growing Christians who are loving each other. It's expressing itself in mutual love within the body of Christ. You say, keep going. Go more and more. Finally, the metrics of church growth. How will we know if Castlereagh Fellowship is growing, is maturing, is keeping in step with the Spirit? There will be a growing involvement in witnessing for Christ, witnessing to Christ. And that, of course, is our evangelism, our outreach. What do you notice about what's at the centre of church growth? Jesus Christ is. Jesus Christ. Those are just how our relationship to him and our appreciation of him, how it impacts everything. So that's what keeping in the spirit will look like. Wouldn't it be great if we're spared, if the Lord tarries this time next year to be able to look back at our community and say, yes, we, we, we saw character development in the members of the church. We, we savoured Christ together. He is more precious to us. We're being changed a little bit more into his likeness. And we are broadcasting his fame to the people around about us. Wouldn't that be a tremendous year for Castlereagh Fellowship? Gerald prayed that the windows of heaven would be opened. I think that's the open windows of heaven. If we're blessed in that way. Now last year in June at our AGM. We gave a commitment as a leadership. We gave a commitment that we would try by June this year. To have our various policies sorted. Um, so that we could adopt them in 2023 at our AGM. And we have been working at this for years now. I was reflecting with Mike a couple of nights ago. I remember Mike and myself working on this stuff. We thought it was about eight years ago, if not longer. And we did produce some sort of guide and stuff like that. But intensively for the last year, we have been working on this. And you maybe think, gosh, this sounds very dry, you know, talking about policies and stuff. But what we want to do, we want to put the work here on a sure footing for 
going forward. It's very tempting when things are busy and when God is blessing in a church community and we know God is blessing. It's very tempting to go, forget about that stuff. Let's just get on with the work. But we feel very strongly that that is really just kicking the can down the road. And it's possibly creating problems for those who follow behind. Maybe, you know, it's just a wee bit indulgent to do that ourselves. So we've rolled up our sleeves and we have attacked that. We also think it's important to understand our times, where society is at, where, to be honest, policymakers are, are taking us. Um, and we want to protect the work insofar as we can protect it from interference um, or attack. And that can come from within the church community. Paul made that so clear when he was talking to the elders at Ephesus. Problem will come from within. So it's for this reason that we, we're trying to get things written down where we say what we believe, what it means to belong to this community, how we are shaped by the authority of God's word. And that's what we have been doing. We have been looking at a fresh application of scripture to our situation. And we want everyone to know what it means to belong to Castlereagh Fellowship, what Castlereagh Fellowship believes and how it encourages believers to live out their Christian calling. So what we're going to be doing is we've got to the stage now where we're actually able to relate some stuff. On the last Sunday of each month between January and June, uh, we will deal with an aspect, one of our policies. Uh, the last Sunday in January, I'll deal with the whole area of governance, how authority works within this local church, the, the matter of eldership. I'll deal with that. Then in February, Patrick will deal with membership, what it means to belong to Castlereagh Fellowship, and also our stance on the whole issue of Christian baptism. And then in March, Nigel will take up the whole area of sexuality, um, which is, of course, you talk about challenges from within, challenges from without that churches are facing, uh, of course, comes on that the whole thrust of things now in society where sexual morals are as far removed from the Bible as, as you could almost contemplate. So you will get documents. Uh, you will, we will share on it. You will then get documents to let you know what it is that uh, we have decided on that. Our prayer is, folks, this is something we want to say as well. Our prayer is that we will know great unity as we go through this. Um, again, it's tempting because we have great unity to not do this. Um, but that doesn't give the protection that is required. And uh, so our prayer is that we will know a real unity.
as we try to put this infrastructure in place uh, for moving forward. So that's going to be coming your way over the next few months. But as it is our 30th anniversary year, um, we want to repeat what we have done with previous significant milestones. And that means we want to bless others. That's what we've done on our key anniversaries. Uh, in particular, we want to bless our gospel partners um, in different areas of God's work. So what we are pledging to do, folks, uh, we are pledging to give 30, 30th anniversary. We're pledging to give £30,000 to mission the global mission um, and this time what we're doing is we're, we're only doing three projects this is of course until we exceed our 30,000 and then we'll do more projects but we're starting with this we're going to do three 10,000 pound projects uh, I'm disappointed that neither Andrew or Jill are here this morning um, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to give £10,000 to Ambassan's work in Pakistan, back Christian Hospital. They have a charity set up now in the UK and they want to build this respiratory unit um, to, to enhance their witness in that incredibly needy area. So we're going to... Uh, move forward on that. I was reading Ambassan's latest prayer letter and he is the most impressive young Christian guy. Um, absolutely, overwhelmingly impressive. So that's one of the projects we're going to be doing. A second one, rather close to my heart. Where's the... You know that this was produced with the Opal Trust last year knowing the good news I did give them out um, so hopefully you have had a look at it it's the first eight chapters of Romans but written at the level of about two years of secondary level education here so this is designed for the majority world it has been well received and we want to work with Opal to see it going into different languages, which was always the plan. Uh, there are really important conversations going on at the minute in respect of Arabic, and that's the one I want to see done first. Actually, with a view to here, uh, within the UK, um, why Jesus and why the cross in Arabic are the sort of publication of choice in all the refugee works that are going on for Muslim people. So I think that in Arabic will just be a level up uh, guiding people more you know, substantially through the scriptures. So <clears throat> as well as that, Hausa for Nigeria. Uh, Chinese would be uh, in the, the plans there as well and other languages. But also some of these situations, like the Arabic, it's probably going to be done by folks in either Lebanon or Jordan. I mean, if, if it's the folks in Lebanon that are doing it, 
their economy has just completely crashed. All the young professionals are leaving the country, except the Christian ones who are staying to, for, the, for the work of Christ. So, you know, that these are needy situations. £10,000 sounds like a lot of money. Not when you're translators and printings and stuff and all that. So that's another off the projects. And then the third one is uh, Vimal and Louise, who, you know, many of you will know, again, worked in refugee ministry for over 20 years. How they do it, how they keep going, how they remain so bright is just amazing. Um, And obviously we've sent a team a couple of times out to them in Germany. They're continuing with their work. What we want to do with Vimal and Louise is we want to divide that 10,000 in two halves. Half of it for the refugee ministry. But they at the minute are having to move house. Um, and obviously a lot of expense in that. They also, their kids are growing. One of them is already at university. But they're coming to that stage. And we want to bless them as a family. And keep that relationship strong. Um, so as I say, we, that's what we plan to do this year. We have funds as well. But date for your diary. Gift Sunday. And you'll notice that it's nicely ahead. So we can all have time to prepare for this. And we've kept it away from other things like our gift for the persecuted church and things like that. So you might want to note that down. If more comes in, we'll pass it on. We'll bless other people. But we wanted to start with that. Now, one final thing in respect of uh, mission support that we want to share with you as well. We've also, uh, isn't that a beautiful picture, by the way? Uh, For those of you who do not know, um, Letitia, Alan and Leila, and Ambassan from Pakistan. What we're going to do is we're going to adopt Letitia, not bring her over, (laughs) but we're going to adopt her. Uh, Marina may wish to, but um, uh, we're going to adopt uh, Letitia as one of our core missionaries, as we call them. What that means is we commit to praying and partnering with her and also to give £600 per annum. How many is that now? Is that 11 different missionaries? Might be 13 even now, that we're committed to giving £600 per annum. So we, we want to uh, do that with Letitia, uh, £600 per annum, and Marina will be the link person. This is what we try to do as we, as we sense the spirit leading us into a specific partnership with a missionary. We look to see who in the fellowship has the Lord, you know, created a burden for that person or that organization and then recognize that. And then that person bears the weight of making sure that we keep connected there because you can't keep connected with everyone. Um, So uh, I'm hoping that this encourages you folks that you understand that we are trying to move forward. We're trying to do the things that the Church of Jesus Christ is meant to be doing as far as we understand it. 
So what we're going to do now, I'm deliberately stopping early because Nigel is now going to lead us as a church in praying about these matters. I do want to say as well, there's quite a few of our folks are not here this morning. So we want to make sure that they get to hear this by audio on the website. But what I would encourage you to do, folks, is for people who you look around and you know are not here, say, did you hear what our plans are? Talk about this. You know, it's not uh, secret information. Like, so let it be known and, and let people get on board with that. Thank you for listening to this Castlereagh Fellowship podcast. For more podcasts, Bible teaching videos, and to see what's going on at the church, please visit our website, castlereaghfellowship.com. God bless.